Previously on Gutter Trash. You're too good. So this girl's walking down the street in sweatpants, which means that she's given up on life. And clearly the word printed on her ass is sloppy. <laughs> wow. That's kind of cool. I mean, at least she like kind of gets the look that she's got. Or she says she has a really sloppy ass, which is not the kind of thing you want to advertise. Yeah. Yeah. Once I ate a, some Indian food and I got the spice level too high and I had a sloppy ass. Yeah. Well. But I, I didn't write it on the back of my pants. Right. Well, maybe you did if you hadn't made it to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nasty. They have his bed. His bed set up. Ah, where he dreamed about chicken. <laughs> I'm not really glad he's dead. Glad that his art is no longer being published. You no longer have the will to put on a real pair of pants. Maybe Rico Suave, because I always used to masturbate to that video, but I hated the song. It's finger licking blasphemy. Double deuce. <laughs> uh, this week's episode, we are reviewing Art Balthazar and Franco's Tiny Titans. Welcome to the Treehouse trade paperback published by DC Comics. Why well, you get it all in one breath? You get it all in one breath. That's pretty good. I know it's killing me too. I'm asthmatic. Yeah. Shouldn't do that. <laughs> I couldn't do it either. <laughs> well, you're sick. I'm sick. Yeah. I get the cough. Yeah. The uh, <clears throat> or as uh, Scotty Young would say, the blicket. The blicket? Yes. <laughs> because, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I figured we'd get, uh, get over the, uh, get the, uh, the intro for whatever we're talking, or whatever we're supposed to review out of the way. Because, mm-hmm. uh, we always have such a hard time, uh, getting back to it once we start the show. Because yeah. we, we just go off in, uh, in, in myriad, ten- tangent uh, world. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, Earth 7. Right. So now we can go off into any tangent and then uh, just like, oh yeah, so this book that we read. Oh, okay. Yeah, without having introduced That'll be a really smooth segue. Uh, oh, it'll be a terrible segue. <clears throat> we'll be like, man, that, and that was the worst french fries I've ever had. But anyway, this book that we're talking about. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. What were the worst french fries you've ever had? The worst french fries I've ever had. You know, <clears throat> I'd have to say I've had some really soggy McDonald's french fries. Those are almost the, ba- the worst. Or... Really cold Wendy's French fries. Either one of those are terrible. Uh, those are pretty. I've you know, I dislike most fast food French fries. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't like McDonald's very much because they're usually just too salty or uh, soggy. Yeah, soggy. Case. Yeah. Uh, salty, Burger King yeah. is uh, just they're bland. I can't even imagine what their fries look like. I don't think I've ever had them. D- avoid them at all, all possible costs. Uh, yeah, Wendy's are usually, they're like these flaccid, cold <laughs> nothings that have no salt on them. But if they are fresh, Wendy's has amazing fries. They can occasionally have a good fry. 
But, I mean, I like fries from, like, you know, like a, a regular restaurant. You know, you order a burger and fries, you know, they make them there. Uh-huh. Or pretend to make them there. Right. Uh, you know, they're good. I like steak fries, the giant ones. Steak fries are awesome. Those are the best, I think. Or second, close second, shoestring fries, like steak and shakes, cheese fries. Yeah, I don't like those too well. I love those. <clears throat> but I'm I mean, a big cheese fries fan. That's all I ate. Seriously, I, I'm not kidding. Uh, in high school... For two years, that's all I ate every day for lunch was a, a thing of cheese fries. You know what I really love is uh, crinkle cut. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. White Castle, which is uh, no longer near us here anymore, uh, they used to have, when you could get them fresh, the best crinkle cut fries around. There's microwave magic fries I told you about were crinkle cut. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Uh, I Kinda. also like a good uh, chili fry. Chili cheese fries. Uh, so I've never had chili cheese fries. I don't. Oh, eat, I don't eat chili. Well, yeah. I'm sure someone can make it with vegetarian yeah. chili. Yeah. yeah, actually, no. Christopher's could probably do it because they have vegetarian chili. Yeah, but their vegetarian chili is uh, god awful looking. <laughs> no, it was good. It's got like chunks of squash and crap in it. <laughs> it's like a. It's like an autumn chili. It's like a stew. <laughs> it's not a chili. Uh-huh. My mom has made vegetarian chili, and she used like yeah. the uh, whatever the fake meat that uh, they oh, make, yeah. uh, like, like soy protein TVP or something. Yeah, yeah. The, she used that in the place of the beef, and it was pretty much exactly like the chili that she usually makes. If she ever makes some, have her save me a little dollop of it. Uh, I don't know that she will, but uh, I can pass along the request. Uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yes. So I moved since the last time we did a show. Where? I I moved to the east side. The east side of Dayton. Of Dayton. Or of Kettering. Of, of, <laughs> of Dayton. <laughs> Kettering is the south side of Dayton. Did you move to the east side? I guess you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've lived there. I mean, not at the same house, but I've lived in, in that, that area. in that same like two block radius, <laughs> two different times over the years, but. I remember one of the houses that you lived in there. It was near uh, Donato's, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I, I live on the same street, actually, as that. Really? But on the other side of Wyoming. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so, are you closer to 35, then? Yeah, you can, like... I'm, like, a block away from uh, Steve Whalen. Okay. That goes over to 35. Right. I've uh, probably passed your house the yeah. uh, numerous times this past week. <laughs> so, usually, uh, for some reason, like, certain days... Uh, when I when, when it's my week to drive, uh, my coworker lives uh, out on Salem Avenue. Uh-huh. So you know, uh, which for our non-Dayton listener is yeah probably confusing. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the place. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's the ghetto. Uh, <laughs> Lots of gunshots and like crack, yeah. crack files and yeah, yeah, there are. But uh, it's like an extra half hour west of here, or so like. Uh-huh. Uh, so when I come down 35, usually I get off uh, on the Wilmington exit, or Smithville exit. Uh-huh. Uh, and, like, certain days, like Mondays and Wednesdays, and depending on the day, or depending on, on what time it is, uh, sometimes Fridays, uh, that 35 gets backed up up to, like, Steve Whalen uh, exit. Uh, so I usually just take that if uh, if traffic's too bad. Detour. Detour through the, the back streets there and take Wyoming up through, uh, uh, up by that elementary school. Yeah, okay. Uh, the uh, Catholic school? 
I don't know. That's a Catholic school. Is it St. Anthony? I don't know. Or you're talking about Cleveland. Cleveland elementary? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, li- I live right by Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, right behind that. Yeah, because, yeah, they're the, uh, the Wyoming uh, apartment complexes back uh-huh. there. Yeah. And the, the, the school is, like, right in front of that. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I take that <coughs> side street, and I go all the way down to Wayne. And okay, well, yeah, you know exactly where I live. Yeah. I, I draw, I'll draw you a little map, but you'll be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Why don't you tell the listener your address? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah come on <laughs> over. <laughs> come on over. There's a party Friday. Yeah. You're all invited. <laughs> Uh, today's Friday. Yeah. Yeah, so the, you're, <coughs> that's, you're that's not going to be there. Well, that's what I'm telling them. Oh, okay. <laughs> My roommates will have to deal with it. Uh, uh I'm not going to say anything. Uh, <laughs> we, you're going to talk about The Watchmen? Uh, The Watchmen came out since, yeah. uh, we last did the show, yeah. And, and, yeah, we're done. Oh, uh, yeah, every single comic book podcast has already talked about it and their own thing, and... I, the only thing I will say, I do want to say this. <clears throat> I really think that that would make a really great comic book. They should make that movie into a comic. That's that's really. Uh, what? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I thought it just sort of had the feel, the story, and the characters, like kind of like superhero-ish, sort of, and like the feel of. The, I was like, this would translate really well to a comic book. I think. I mean, I really do. I think it would be good. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I even, I even, I think I saw David Gibbons' name attached to it, and I was like, that guy draws comics. Maybe he should even draw it. Oh. And I was trying to think who could write it. And I was looking in the credits to see if any comic book writers' names were in the credits. <coughs> Didn't see any. So, maybe it shouldn't. Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe it should just stay a movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think if they had tried to make it in a comic, the the director would probably just, you know, have nothing to do with it. Oh, and you mean like when the book came out, he would say, I don't want anything to do with this. We Really? Pay <laughs> someone else my share of the money. Huh. And uh, don't, don't put my name on it. Who would do that? He wouldn't do that. Zack Snyder? Jerks would do that. Okay. That's okay. Jerks. Well, Jack, Zack Snyder's no jerk. So. No, he's not. He directed Dawn of the Dead, which <coughs> uh, I love. That was good. That was good. In all seriousness, uh, I'd have to say that's probably my favorite movie he's done so far. Dawn of the Dead? Dawn of the Dead. Really? Because, uh, okay, we're going to talk about The Watchmen, I guess. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't like 300 at all. I thought it was... Uh, Pretty to look at, mm-hmm. but uh, otherwise kind of dull. And I, I honestly would have probably left about two-thirds away into the movie if I wasn't with a bunch of people, because right. I was just really bored. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was really bored. I watched it uh, on HBO or something at mm-hmm. my parents' house. Uh, yeah, I was just bored out of my mind, but pretty to look at yeah. uh, visually. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, not, not my thing, though. I'm kind of too much of a wuss to just watch... War for two hours. I just well, the thing is, like, uh, I'll watch war. Just make it exciting. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't excited at all. Yeah, you know, even during the action scenes. Uh, Watchmen was definitely better than that. Mm-hmm. But Dawn of the Dead. Uh, okay, 
I don't have very many problems with the, the Watchmen movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problems that I... One of the main problems I did have is the fact that it's very... Uh, can you hear that? Yes, yeah, like a motorcycle? Yeah. Right. Or a lawnmower, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it was a motorcycle. Uh, anyway. Um... What the fuck was I saying? Uh, the problem you did have. The problem I did have with the movie is that uh, uh, the the stylistic approach that he took to it uh, was one that you've seen in like a ton of action movies, uh-huh. which I don't think is necessary for the Watchmen. Like a little Matrixy. Yeah, of. like a lot of slow mo and bullet time and <coughs> shit like that. You don't need right. that in this movie. They should have yeah, button time when the buttons fall. <laughs> I think there was. Yeah. Because it fell yeah, in slow motion. Exactly. Um, but uh, Dawn of the Dead didn't have any of that and still told an effective story. And, I mean, even the first time that I saw it, like, you know, like I jumped a few times because uh, yeah. it did what it was supposed to do. Like the little girl at the beginning. Yeah. And it, it was it was still visually distinctive enough to say that, okay, he's got, like, a nice style. Uh-huh. Without being overtly <clears throat> whatever the hell 300 was and, you know, that Watchmen. Right. Yeah. And I, the best parts in the Watchmen are the very restrained parts of it. Right. The, the non-action-y. Yeah. The, the characters, character, uh, oh, jeez, I can't think of any words because my brain's sick. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the characterization, right. like the elements the, the, of their right. backstory and... Plus, you know, I really, like, I was going to say I really like the soundtrack in Dawn of the Dead. Like the, you know, Down with the Sickness, Richard Cheese style. Right, right. And the uh, Johnny Cash. Uh, Opening. Oh, yeah. And and again, in The Watchmen, I thought, what a great soundtrack. Because it's kind of like a one of those 60s war movies, sort of. Right. You know, uh, like a Vietnam movie with, you know, that era of music like Paul Simon. <clears throat> and then... In a, it, but it's like a super, you know, it's it's tagged as a superhero movie. I mean, a lot of people at my work, they're like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my son. He loved the Hulk. He loved Iron Man. And he's six. We're going to go see The Watchmen. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> it's not a superhero action movie, sir. Okay. I'm glad that you've brought this up. <laughs> um, I've read a few reviews online that, that basically people have like freaked out in the middle of the showing because they brought their kids and they right. like, stormed out of the theater. Uh, this actually really ties in to what I wanted to talk about with uh, the book. Because uh-huh. uh, the, the book we're reviewing today is definitely a children's comic. Yeah. Um, and... You know, like I said, the the people you know taking their kids to see the Watchmen because they just think it ah oh, it's a superhero. Yeah, movie. he likes Spider Man. Right, he'll love it. <clears throat> My biggest problem that I'm having uh, in this time frame is that I think mainstream America thinks that all children are retarded. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> every single one of them, and that they need to be coddled and overprotected. And shielded from everything in the world that could even in the slightest bit possibly warp them. Oh, see, I don't, I don't think kids should see The Watchmen. I really don't. Like six-year-old kids? Yeah, why not? Uh, uh, kids are a lot smarter than anyone ever gives <laughs> them credit for. And they get 
so much that nobody even ever fucking realizes. Think back to when you were a kid. That's true. That's true. I did see Lucas talking, and that kid really knew what was going on. <laughs> Fuck that. All right, I'm <laughs> serious here. <coughs> well, I'm thinking. I mean, there's like rape, and there's like beha- like arms being right. sawed off. I mean, that's pretty dark. <clears throat> okay, first of all. I can understand if you're like, oh, I don't want my kid to see that. But do a little bit of fucking research before you see the movie uh-huh. to, to uh, you know, figure out what it's about before you drag your kids along to see it. <laughs> well, my kid... Okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. <coughs> but then, you know, if, if... Also know that, you know, can my kid handle this? Right. Yeah. You know, my mom let me watch Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> when I was like four or five years old. Mine too, but I mean, look at us. Seriously, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we're fucked up. <laughs> no, we're, we're fucked up in other ways. Okay, so that had nothing to do with <laughs> no our social problems. No, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, I mean, I watched horror movies when I was a kid. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think there's. I mean, I don't think every kid should just watch, you know, Disney until they're fourteen. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I just think this one was a little too dark. Like there was a guy in my work, and he goes, he had his son with him. I mean, seriously, he couldn't have been. He was like. Four, five, six, the most, yeah. and uh, and he was like, he's like, yeah, we were gonna go see Friday, <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth, but we changed our mind. We're gonna go see The Watchmen because we thought Friday the Thirteenth might be a little too dark for him. Yeah. And I was like, well, they're probably better off seeing Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> okay, uh, it may sound like I'm backtracking here, uh-huh. but I do kind of agree a little bit that kids shouldn't see Watchmen, but not because of the content of it. But because of the themes. How deep the story is. Right. They'll just get a little bored and lost. Right. They'll, they're will they not going to understand it. Yeah, they're going to get bored because there's not going to be enough of the, the superhero-y chopsaki. But they could watch Jason hack somebody up for an hour and yeah. they're fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would, I would have loved The Watchmen when I was six. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I loved it. <clears throat> I would have asked my mom for a Silk Spectre action figure. I wouldn't be sure exactly why I wanted it, yeah. but I would know that I wanted it. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I would have loved both of those movies, I'm sure. I mean, I haven't seen the new Friday 13th. It looks so terrible, but but, <laughs> <coughs> but I'm sure I would love that, too, because it's just sex and violence. Right. But, uh, but that's the thing with Friday the 13th. It's such a simple base thing. Yeah, yeah, take your kids to it if if you want. I'm sure they as could follow as, it. They could follow. Uh, it. Oh, they could oh, follow yeah. it perfectly. And as long as that, both the parent and the kid understand, you know that it's just a movie, right? And that you know Jason's not really coming, come and get them. <clears throat> and also this, yeah, bouncing around. Uh, I think horror movies in general, uh, probably really better suited for kids. Uh-huh. When was the last time you were scared at a movie? Uh, actually, there's two horror movies that still scare me, and it's The Shining and the first Hellraiser. But other than that, and th- that's probably just because I remember being shit scared when I was a kid. Right. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a while. Right. Uh, Thirty and thirty one year old Eric and Jason don't get scared by horror movies anymore. Right. But like six year old Eric and Jason probably scared by a horror movie. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And. That's what the horror movie is supposed to do. All right. So, I mean, yeah, if you know that your kids can handle stuff like that, go for it. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be talked down to. And, and oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, I agree that kids aren't dumb, or at least as as a 
but as yeah, dumb, I, and they don't need to be as sheltered. But right, I, I do, I do agree with you that maybe Watchmen isn't the best thing because it is such a complex story. Right, that that's the only reason that I would not take a kid to see the Watchmen. Really, yeah. So like the arm's been hacked off for the rape scene. I don't know. Well, in the movie, the rape scene is... I mean, it's not gratuitous. It's not the beating like, afterwards. It's not like you're watching uh, Irreversible with your Right, kid, right, but, yeah. But, but still, <laughs> still... I don't know. That's a tough call. That's a tough call. I mean, there, it would just be an uncomfortable, like, on the ride home, like, um, what was the comedian doing, Mommy? Yeah. You know, like, uh, he, was, he, was raping the, <laughs> he was raping that lady. I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of... Yeah. But then it also goes on to the parents, you know, uh, totally at their feet. You didn't do any goddamn research about the movie that you're taking your kid to see? Yeah. You know, then it's your fucking fault. Yeah, like the guy, and my, <clears throat> I mean, we talked seriously like to two different guys that they were on their way to take their little little kid to see The Watchmen. And the one I talked to, I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty dark. You know, I don't, you might want to kind of check it out. You know, I was like, there's, there's like a lot of sex and violence, and he goes, oh really? Like he had no idea. Like I'm like, you knew it was rated R, right? I mean, it, duh. Yeah. You know, that's why they do a rating system. Yeah. You know, you're a parent. You should know this. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think we both are kind of fucked up people, but <laughs> we're but, fucked up, but not because a, we not because we watch horror movies. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we just have other problems. Oh, that, uh, a myriad of other problems <laughs> that, uh, for us to blame the problems that we do have on movies or comics or anything like that is or video games or video games is irresponsible. Of us. Irresponsible of us and the people who would encourage that kind of thought pattern. Right. Yeah. 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 I agree. So the Tiny Titans. <laughs> well, this does tie into what I want to talk about with the Tiny mm-hmm. Titans. Uh, you said it was it's obviously for down. kids. It is written down for kids. Uh, and it comes down to, again, i got to use you know us as an example when we were kids. Uh-huh. When we started reading comics, we were reading Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, whatever. Right. Um... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, you know, we read like the real stories of those characters, and not the Marvel Adventures, right? Versions. Not the the kitty version of them. There right. were no kitty versions. We just read X Men, right? And so now, Marvel and DC are trying so desperately to get this young audience into comics, uh-huh. while making their own main line of comics inaccessible to almost anyone who isn't already a comic fan. Yeah. They've got these specialized children's lines, which treats children as if they are retards. (laughs) So, wait a minute. So, you think think Tiny Titans was, was, like, speaking down to the children? Yes. Really? Yes. I didn't get that at all. I really didn't. Okay. Uh, Full disclosure opinion time? Uh Uh-huh. I thought it was good. Okay. I really enjoyed reading it. I thought it was funny. It was cute. Uh-huh. Uh it, it was, was it was darn cute. It was just incredibly cute. And I laughed out loud multiple times uh, while reading it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and I think Art Balthazar is incredibly talented. Uh-huh. And I think he's doing a great job with this. But <coughs> you hated it. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think that any kid who, for whatever reason, would latch onto this, uh, they don't want to read any of this stuff. They want to read about the real Robin and yeah. the real Teen Titans doing the real things that they do. Yeah. But, I mean, this is kind of like the kid's version of this. Maybe this is like the stepping stone towards that. Don't you think? No. Because you should just make the Teen Titans accessible to all readers. Well, you know what this really reminded me of a whole lot? I mean, like, a whole lot. was when I was younger, I read the superhero books. I mean, I I started out, I read Thor before I even knew how to, you know, spell Thor. And, uh... (laughs) I still can't spell Mjolnir. (laughs) I know there's a silent J in there somewhere, but that's all I know. But, no, I was also, at the same time, I also read Sad Sack, uh, Hot Stuff, Richie Rich, Super Goof, and I loved all those books. And I've looked back on them recently. I even have a Richie Rich at my house. And I was looking at it before I read this. They're very similar. Like, even, even like, just the the way the stories... Because there's a, just... It, this is tons of short stories, this Tiny Titans yeah. book. It's not like... Even though it's six issues, it's not like six stories. It's like 30 stories. Right, right. And, uh, and a lot of these remind me quite a bit of, like, those old Harvey comics. Like, the Richie Rich and... Hot stuff and uh, Casper and see, I never read any of those when I was a kid. Uh, I think I think I think when I moved out, I think I found like a, a random Porky Pig comic or something. Like right, that. Right. Yeah, but like I never had any of those. You know, <clears throat> I never had any of those books that you generally think of. Uh, oh, those are for kids. Yeah, yeah. I never like had Archie, Archie, or any so, of those. I read Archie too. Yeah. Uh, I always had, you know, Marvel team-ups, you know, and, and uh, Spider-Man, detective comics, you know. Like, I, I had a detective comic when I was four years old. Right. It's got a guy who's had his face torn off. <laughs> yeah. And Batman is, like, crucified on the cover. I was four years old. <laughs> What's wrong with that? And, like, Harvey Bullock is, like, being uh, investigated for corruption. And <laughs> right. Gene Colan drew it. <laughs> That's pretty dark right there. Well, but it was like one of my. I still have that comic. Well, I Somewhere. Th- I think that's 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 the positive thing about this book. I I I mean I really didn't. I mean I see where you're coming from because you know it's 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 a little more. It's not very convoluted plot wise. I mean it's pretty simple. Right. But uh, I mean I I think even when I was a kid, I would like sometimes be in the mood to read Richie Rich. Sometimes I'd be in the mood to read Wolverine. You right. know. Right. And I think I just would go back and forth. And I never. I really never did. I never got to the point where I was like, this Richie Rich comic is just dumb. You know, why the fuck am I reading this? Right. Like, I never got to that point. I just eventually, you know, kind of stopped reading them. Like, when I was probably, like, 10 or 12 or whatever. Right. But, uh... But it wasn't, like, a, a conscious thing that you decided... Yeah, it wasn't like, I, I'm now too old for this crap, you know? Right. Or, like, I realized that it was, you know, talking down to me. And I think it's, like, now, like, sometimes I feel like, you know... You know, watching uh, an Alfred Hitchcock or Stanley Kubrick movie. Sometimes I want to watch Super Troopers. Right. You know, like well, yeah, I'm not saying that you know the variety is bad right. by any means, but I'm just saying that this book, er, you have something that is clearly uh, targeted for one audience, mm-hmm. and while a broader audience may be able to appreciate what that is. The target audience is being uh, just kind of petted on the head, like here's, yeah, patronized. Here's how to read this. Yeah, I mean, I I can agree with that. It, it's 
the majority of it is, you know, just like cutie kid stuff, but I think there's enough like references to I mean there's even some references to DC continuity things that I didn't get. Like I could just tell, you know. Like I had no idea that uh the Blue Beetle talks to his backpack. I didn't know that. Right. Uh I didn't know that Tri uh Trigun was uh who's, Raven. who's Raven's dad or Rose was Deathstroke's Daughter, right? Oh yeah, we should mention Trigun and Deathstroke the Terminator and Doctor Light are teachers at yeah. the, the elementary school that <coughs> the Tiny Titans go to. Which that was awesome. Doctor Light the rapist. <laughs> <Doctor>. <laughs> well, they don't mention the rapist, <laughs> <coughs> and then they don't mention like at the end you see like a team roster and there's like all three Robins. They're all alive. I'm like, wait a minute. <coughs> <coughs> all right, uh, we go back to Doctor Light the rapist. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, this is probably the filthiest episode about a kids book. That has ever been podcast. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, this, that's because this one has a rapist in it. True. Uh, okay. Uh, part of my problem with this book uh, is also not even dealing with this book. It's dealing with uh, DC continuity. Uh-huh. Because if a kid wanted to take that stepping stone and find out what's going on in the real Teen Titans book, they got to deal with Dr. Light, the rapist. Right. You know, and DC has gone out of their way to make their books inaccessible to anyone who hasn't been reading for ten years. That is strange that they would choose him to be the science teacher. I mean, you know, you've got, uh, like, the Mirror Master, you know, you've got uh, Mr. Freeze would have been a good science teacher, I think. Yeah, Um, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, yeah. He could have been the principal, I think. That would have been good. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, that is strange. Like, Solomon Grundy would make a good phys ed teacher, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, with a whistle around his neck, you know? <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a hoodie, like right. a black hoodie. But I'm just saying that, you know, there, there's such a, a, a disparate, you know, jump between, you know, what this book offers and what the the main DC universe offers. Like, the next step up that ladder is right. pretty it, uh, big. Yeah, and, you know, that's why they should... Uh, okay, Robert Kirkman's manifesto. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're being quite discursive right now. Yeah. <laughs> we learned a word. Yeah, we learned a new word. Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Mary Headley. <laughs> uh, what? Robert Kirkman's manifesto. Robert Kirkman's manifesto. Uh, in it, he talks about how Marvel and DC should try to aim their books for a more, uh, for, for a younger audience, while, you know, the creator-owned books should be for a more mature audience, people our age. Uh, and I tend to agree with him on that. Really? Yeah. I think that, you know, because, and, and he's pointed out, and I've heard Mike Norton talk about it before, that, you know, kids don't want to read the kid comics, they want to read the real comics. Yeah, they can tell when they don't really have the... They, they've got the fool's gold. Right. And so I think that, you know, like the, the, the mainline DC books should be... And it's not about dumbing down those books. It's just toning down. Uh-huh. You know, don't make Dr. Lake the guy who raped Sue Dibney. Right. You know, just have him be a villain with light powers. You know, it's superheroes. Right. And, and even though we've just been talking about The Watchmen, The Watchmen is a special case... Where it's like its own standalone thing. Right. It's not like they appear in Superman comics. Right. right. You know. And they would be like, who's that? I want to read more about that. I love that schlong. 
Giant blue penis. Thumbs up. <laughs> oh, I'll get back to that. Okay, story. all right, all right. Uh, uh, but, but you know, I mean, The Watchmen is uh, deliberately a, a deconstructive superhero piece with mature themes and scenes and everything else, you know, but the kitchen sink and that. Right. Uh, so, obviously, not for kids. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's nothing stopping Superman or Action Comics or Batman or the Teen Titans or anything from being accessible to all ages. All right. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. For the most part, I think any Superman, Spider-Man comic, you can pretty much pick up for your kid without right. having to worry about that. You should be able to. Unless it's the... Uh, the one Kevin Smith wrote, or who, who wasn't there a, a Spider-Man Black Cat series where yeah. Spider-Man's like throwing around explosives or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he did that, but you know, I mean, he. Uh, it's. I'm pretty sure he said something really like un-Spider-Man-ish. I'm sure he did because Kevin Smith is not a good comic book writer. He's got a potty mouth. Yes, and that too. <clears throat> we don't condone that that shit on this show, man. Fuck that. Yeah. That, what a what a dickhead. That's why our that iTunes... That is a terrible joke. Wow. Yeah. Our iTunes tag is not explicit. Is it? No, it's explicit. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I mean, uh, Kevin Smith aside. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the, the, any comic featuring any of those characters that we all know and love should be accessible to everyone. Uh, even the kids that Tiny Titans is targeted to. That's a tough one, because I really do like, like, you know, I like some of the Batman black and white stories. Um, those are a little darker, like uh, right. Dark Dark Knight Returns, pretty dark. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with having, you know, the dark books, mm-hmm. you know, but set them aside from the main ones. You know, black Batman black and white is a miniseries. Dark Knight yeah. was a miniseries. It wasn't just like Detective number 684. Right. You know, and, well, you know, going back to the Frank Miller, well, you know, uh, Batman Year One uh-huh. was in the Batman comics, but it's also not as dark as The Dark Knight by any means. Right. And it is readable by everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's maybe things, it, it goes back to, you know, maybe the content uh, or the the uh, the themes and the complexity of the story is more than a child can handle, uh-huh. but there's nothing in it that is offensive. Right. See, I can definitely remember reading stuff of my brothers, even when I was in around 10, right. like superhero stuff. Not, yeah. not just like, you know, sneaking into his room. Our and, problem. And right. <laughs> I, like, I did sneak into his room and read Howard Chaykin, like, sex books when right, I was, like, right. 10 years old, but... Black Kiss. Black Kiss was one of them. I think <laughs> I Want to Be Your Dog was one of them. I don't know if that was Chaykin or not, but anyway... Um, but yeah, I do remember reading some Batman stories. Like I read his, uh, either Son of the Demon or Bride of the Demon hardcover when I was pretty young and I read the whole thing. I made it through it, but, but I remember there was like page, there was like a few pages where I was like, I don't understand anything. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. I think I might be too young to be reading this, but I, but you know, I was like, oh, there's a fight scene two pages away. I'll just keep reading. And I I read it all. I read like, uh, X-Men, uh, God loves, man kills. Yeah. When I was like nine years old. Right. Yeah, pretty dark X Men story. Yeah. yeah. Full of uh, deep social commentary. Right. But you know, maybe there's something that I didn't get in the reading. But you know, 
Otherwise, you know, it was perfectly fine for me to read. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like you uh, just kind of glossed over the points that got a little too convoluted. Too much or too convoluted or whatever, which Chris Claremont makes everything convoluted. Yes. <laughs> quantum, what, what's the what's the word he used in the X-Men? The quantum astro calamities or something? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? Come on. Chris... All I knew is that there was a caption, a narrative caption, and then a thought bubble and a dialogue balloon all saying the same things that the art was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then like an editor's note, too. Right, right. <laughs> He's referring to in last issue. <laughs> okay, right. so, so you hated the book. I did not hate the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, For what it is, it is actually pretty good. And yeah. it is enjoyable on a very basic level. Like, there's definitely no deep thought in it. There's no, there's no deep thoughts. But I did notice a couple things, like a little, like you know, hey, grown ups, get it? <laughs> like a Fight Club reference. There was a Fight Club reference, right? Like, yeah. like the first rule, Tree Club. We don't talk right, about Tree right. Club or whatever. And there's a couple of things like that where I was like, okay, they're you know they're doing that thing where you know a parent is sitting through an hour of a Disney movie and then he finally gets to laugh once. You know? Right, right. Like it, it's one of those kind of things. Um, but I think I think it was good. I think kids. I mean, we do sell them to kids, but we also sell them to some thirty year old dudes that just love the Titans. You know, right, right. And uh, Joji, Joji's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big fan. <laughs> Um, but I think it was a really good book. And I, could, can we pause here for a second? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sorry if I have insulted Joji at all in my ranty oh, state. I don't, oh, <laughs> Not I, that he listens. He doesn't listen to podcasts. Because he doesn't. I've, but, I've been trying uh, to get him to listen to Tom vs. Flash for like six months. So. <laughs> he, he, he would love it. Uh, he definitely would. He's yeah. as much, if not maybe bigger, a uh, Flash fan than Tom is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Biggest Flash fan I've ever met. So, uh, yeah, he would love that. And, uh, you know, he, he's our friend. He could uh, throw us a bone and listen to this yeah. show once in a while. Yeah. You know, I've been buying toys off of him for the past three months. <laughs> you know, come on, Joe. <laughs> God damn it. Well, it's funny because you're you're trying to get him to listen to the show by it's telling him different. on the show. Yeah. So if he hears the insult, he's already listened to it. Well, I'll burn this to a CD give it to him the next time you see him. Okay. And say, here, just... Goddamn! Listen to this. Well, I, I, okay. and they'll hear my impassioned plea for <laughs> for him to listen as I insult him at the same time. Perfect. I'm sorry, Joe, but listen, you should. <laughs> You're afraid, goddamn it. Anyway, okay. Tiny Titans. I, I will say about this book, I like it a lot better than I thought I would actually, because I thought it would be. I thought it might. I was I was fearing what you were saying you know, that I would just be like oh my god I'm just trudging through this kids crap sure. but I actually thought it was a lot of fun and it reminded me so much of those old kids comics that I was kind of like oh wow that's you know it's kind of like even even it's on newsprint yeah it is on newsprint I love that I know you do <laughs> it's a uh, slightly better newsprint than uh, it's better than the newsprint I use yes for my comics but <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, it is a good paper. It's, it's, it's thick. It, it's not glossy, which I love. I hate glossy paper. I think my favorite part about this book was the scene where, uh, I think it was Aqualad and Robin and, I don't know, Beast Boy or something else, they dress up in a Batman suit and go talk to the Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. And, and they have a penguin, like, from the from Batman Returns yeah. that they've captured, and <laughs> they have it as the head, and he's, like, just squawking. And, and it's just like one of those old kids' books where, you know, like, the characters are squawking and he has a bird's face, but they're like, "Are you sick, Batman? Yeah. You sound like you're sick." I did like that. That was great. Okay, uh, 
Oh, and I love too. Oh, this. I'm sorry. I, I, just no, interrupted, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Um, like the the beginning of every story has like a little frontispiece or whatever they call this. Yeah. And it and it reminded me of like Muppet Babies or Peanuts, where you don't see the adult's head. Right. It was like but Aqu- you clearly know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Aquaman from the chest down talking to Aqualad or yeah. like you know. Uh, you see Batman occasionally, but he's completely, totally covered in shadow. Yeah. You know, even he, if he's, like, it's broad daylight and he's, like, in the convertible <laughs> Batmobile. Yeah, like, he picks up Robin from school and he yeah. rips his horn and Robin <laughs> comes against him. That's great. I, I liked that a lot. Uh, I liked Alfred in the book. Alfred was cool. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked Death Ro- Deathstroke the Terminator. I did. I liked that. I liked... Uh, his plaid suit coat. <laughs> I liked. Uh, I did like uh, Trigon as uh, the substitute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially uh, there's the scene where he's uh, making breakfast for her, uh, Raven, and he's got uh, the pancakes with the smiley face yeah. on them. <laughs> it. Uh, I do not hate this book. Uh, oh, I know you didn't hate it. It's it's really cute and it's really funny. Uh, it's got games. I even I I did the did games. The games? I, like like I first. <laughs> Like, I remember the first time I got to one, it was like, you know, find all these fishes, and there's like, or fish, you know, I guess that's yeah. the proper English. Yes. And, uh, the king's English. <laughs> there was like, you know, one crab and four seahorses or something. And I was like, that's cute. And I turned the page and I was like, I'm going to do it. And I turned back and I, I like found them all. And then, and then like, I followed the maze. I forget which one it was. I was like, help Beast Boy find his dog. Yes, that's the one that I did that. And the other one that I did, that this one was actually a little harder, was, uh, like you know, there's a scene where Blue Beetle's talking to his backpack and it's speaking in like some hieroglyphs. Right. And at the like at the end of the story, it said Blue Beetle's backpack. Oh, the code. Yeah. yeah. It, it like gave it all out in code, and I was like, I'm gonna decode it all, and I decoded all of it and read it. <laughs> and it, I mean, there's nothing like weird or I mean, it's just basically what you would think it would say. There's no like creepy, s- strange message or anything. Well, right, but, right. But yeah, I mean, that was fun. You're like decoding messages and doing mazes, and yeah. that's cool. You know, you know in uh, Ecstatics, the uh, the Peter Milligan, Mike Allred book, uh-huh. uh, the font that Dupe speaks in is like a real font, and if you know, you can decode his speech. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. I spent an hour once decoding a panel. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It wasn't really worth it. <laughs> he just says, like, I'll be right back. Uh, okay. He said something about gin. The, the drink. Right. Know, booze. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I might have to do that because, yeah, Dupe's awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't hate the book. I thought it was funny. I did laugh out loud multiple times. Uh, you know, just like I said, you know, I just it, it really does seem to be writing down to kids. Though, really, I think kids are a lot smarter than this book wants to pretend they are. I see. I didn't. I honestly just didn't get the feeling that it was dumbing it down, but. You know, I do think kids are capable of reading more than this. I just think that I just think that they could also read this and not not, okay. not feel insulted. But, I mean, and it even reminded me of, like I've said twenty times already, of right. being a kid. Like even so much to the point where I read the whole thing in one sitting, and when I was done, I went and took a nap. <laughs> but I mean, that's probably because I'm sick. You know, no. <laughs> I've been kind of ran down. But 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 I did just. I mean, I felt like a little kid. It was fun. Had a good time. It makes me want to read about because um, the only other Titans thing I've read. It makes me want to read more Titan stuff. Is uh, Titans Year One yeah. that came out 
last year or whatever. See, now that, I would think, would be perfect for what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it, it was incredibly enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, and, but there's nothing about it that, you know, you can't give it to, like, a five-year-old. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, I think that that was... To me, it seems like that's what a kid's geared Teen Titans book should be. It's what real Teen Titans should have been. But, I mean, look how look how manga and cutie this is. Like, it, it's very cute. It, I mean, there's a lot of, like... I'd say there's a lot of, like, 15 to 20-year-old kids that shop at my work that read... The cutesy manga, like right. the manga that you're like, you know, you're over six and you're reading this, you know, right, right. like, I mean, I think I think kids are capable of liking the cute and liking the Jason Friday the Thirteenth, but I think I think that's a good, uh, I you know I hadn't really thought about what you're saying, so I I, I kind of got something right. from from your review there. Uh, I, I appreciate it. I'm coming more closer to your side than I was previously. Okay. Uh, uh, still, you still hated the book, though. I still hated this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck Art Baldazar, especially Franco. <laughs> especially Franco. One name. Fuck you. Who reads Patrick the Wolf Boy? Yeah, I do. Oh. <laughs> no, actually, uh, one of my ex girlfriends uh, bought me uh, like an issue or two of Patrick the Wolf Boy, and uh, she's like, "You really like it," and I really did. Uh, but apparently not enough to follow any further with it. Yeah, like, as long as they're free, I really, like, I'll, I'll keep reading. I, I will read anything that's free. <laughs> was, it, was that geared more towards an older audience? I think so. Was it? I don't know, I mean, it was slave labor. But it had, like, a very similar oh, art style. It, like, the art style was pretty much the same, yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, no, yeah, it may have, it's been years, like, nine years since I read it, but, uh, uh... You know, there, there was, because uh, uh, Slave Labor has, like, a separate imprint for all ages. Uh, I don't know if it was through that or through Slave Labor proper. Hey, okay. It definitely wasn't uh, on par with uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. <laughs> which is also a kid's book if you're thinking about buying it for your kids. Like, <laughs> pick, it, pick it up. That and Faust, they'll love it. Oh, yeah, Faust is great. <laughs> you know, I did. I did have an issue of Faust. The first issue, uh, I don't know what year that came out, but I swear I must have been like ten, eleven. Yeah. My brother bought it for me because I was like, I love that guy's art. Buy it for me, and he's like, All right. <laughs> sure, someone gets his penis shot off on the second page on the splash yeah. page, but <clears throat> that's fine. Yeah. I, I, when I was younger, I read books that I probably shouldn't have been, but you know. And again, we're both fucked up. Yeah, we are. But for it different. is the comics. It is. Fuck! Burn them. Where the was right? <laughs> I'm gonna send some anthrax to CBLDF tomorrow. <laughs> Good, you should. Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a break. And we'll be back. I really don't know what I'm doing when I do this shit anymore. <laughs>
There is a lot of cock in my bathroom. Really? Yeah. More, more so than in, in more so than usual. <laughs> like, are you talking about chickens? Uh, no. Like penis. Like like Dr. Manhattan penis? Oh, yeah! Oh, no! I completely forgot yeah. about this. Okay, this might be a small rant. Right, go I'm, for it. I'm go sorry. Go for it. Okay, America, I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> Pull your fucking head out of your ass, you homophobic douchebags. Um, if there was a naked lady in a movie, you know, for more than ten seconds... Yeah. That's all you'd hear about how cool it was, and she was walking around naked, and you got to see her areolas, and I, you know, I went home and beat off twelve times. But you see Doctor Manhattan's blue schlong, and then you come in my comic book store and you say, "I mean, that movie was okay, but that was weird when you saw that guy's penis. I mean, what the hell? I didn't know I was watching a porno movie." And and then you're like, "Uh, what grade are you in? You know." Like, it wasn't a porno movie. He's an alien with superpowers. If I was an alien or if I had superpowers, I would walk around buck naked all the time. He's got both. He's not an alien. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it serves the story well. People are fucking idiots, and they're so homophobic that, you know... Like, you know, like the arms being ripped off, you know, they're like, yeah, man, I took my kids to see it, but, but I didn't know there was going to be a penis. <laughs> you know, I knew the people's arms were going to get sawed off and he was going to rape that bitch, but shit, man, I didn't know that we're going to save somebody's dick. <laughs> so, fuck you all, you're idiots. It's just a penis. We've all got one. Or, you know, some of us do. The, the males and if the audience. The non-unics. Yeah, yeah the uh, non-unics and, uh, <clears throat> perhaps, uh... Perhaps some of the transgendered listeners, or, or transgendered listeners, or, or like construction workers with really poor uh, safety precautions. Right, right. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's different people that don't have penises, but <laughs> my point being, <laughs> the, those of us who have penises, what is wrong with people? It's right. it's not even sex; it's a fucking piece of your body. Yeah, it's not like the thing is erect. Yeah, and the movies in three D. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be different. <laughs> that would be awesome. But that would be different. <laughs> but speaking as a heterosexual male who is not offended right. by the nude form, grow the fuck up. Right. That's all I'm saying. And not only that, but you know, uh, it's also not a real dude. Yeah. yeah. CGI cock. Yeah. <laughs> CGIC, if you will. <laughs> There's CGC. Oh, that's a grading company. Oh, cancel my grading store. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I forgot about this. This is the highlight of my week. <laughs> if you if you follow the show, you may or may not know that we we do a, another blog called uh, it's the Fantastic Four Project, which is at fan49.blogspot.com. Yes, and uh, I'm I'm having all these cartoonists who I love recreate a page each of this issue of Fantastic Four that was originally done by Stanley and Jack Kirby in the 60s. It's number nine with Namor. It was an awesome issue. It's really good. You should read it. But uh, um, I'm having all these people recreate them, and, and I was like, I, I want to actually own this book. You know, I want to own a copy because all I have is the Marvel Masterworks with it. Right. And the Essential. And the Essential. I've got both. Yeah. I'm that big of a nerd. <laughs> and so I was like, I, I found this guy who's like, he goes to all these shows and things. He's kind of like, 
He's kind of like a... He's a collector. He's a collector. I'm trying to think of like a, a character from a movie that this guy would be like. You know, like he just... Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> he's kind of like that. No? Uh. <laughs> you know, he just like he's kind of a scavenger. He goes around everywhere and he like deals all these people. He's kind of like... You know, like the the wormy, like yeah, you know, yeah. he's cool. I like the guy. I like. I'm not wormy in a good way. Right, right. But uh, he worms his way into deals. But uh, I was like, if you can find me a Fantastic Four number nine and VG minus, you know, G to VG, I'll buy it from you for you know, like over street value. Yeah. Wow, that was the dorkiest line I've said all of that. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, yeah, I can do it. And like, I swear, a week later, he has a copy. And he's like, I've got a copy. I'll just bring it in the store. It's 150 bucks. So I'm like, that's a lot of money, but I really want it. And it's worth $207 in VG. So I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Unbeknownst to me, he brings in a graded copy. It's slabbed. It's a 3.5, which is VG minus. And uh, he's like, yeah, 150 bucks. And uh, I was like, yes. And I gave him 150 bucks. And then I cracked it open. <laughs> I had him. I had him. He like poked it with a knife to help me get it started. He's like, I, I didn't know you were gonna open it. <laughs> and he pokes it with a knife, and like it gets this little tear in the side of it. And then I swear, like pulling that thing apart, it, it was like that. And like the the night I lost my virginity, those two nights were so similar in nature. I just popped that fucker open. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the comic. I'm talking about the comic here, but it, it was such a good feeling to crack this comic, this this you know this piece of art that you're meant to read, you're meant to view the entirety of this thing, not just the covers, not just the little strip of paper that says you bought a comic that's worth a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got to crack that fucker open. You were there, my my friend. I think Pat was there. Pat was there. Uh, Wheeler. Wheeler was there. It, it was funny that we were all there, too, because yeah. you just happened to show up and this guy delivered it. I was like, I, I even remember when you came in, I was like, today I'm going to get this copy of Fantastic Four number nine. I was, I was stoked. Yeah. And then it just happened to, while you were there, he, he came by in, in the store. And yeah, but anyway, I'm, if you ever get the chance to pop a uh, CGC comic <laughs> out, it's so much fun just to release it and throw away the... Uh, I I could hear the, the, the joy... In the plastic breaking open from that thing. Did you hear the joy in my pants? Yes, that too. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, uh, I was satisfied just watching it happen. Yeah, I was like, wow, just that's awesome. Uh. I mean, I can understand if it gets down to the point where there's like just a couple of copies left. I think me and Pat were talking about this. He said like, yeah, if there's if there's like you know an, one action comics number one left, or there's like ten of them in the right. world. Okay, you want to slab it so it's you know, it doesn't disintegrate, but I mean, like I can understand, I cannot understand why people are slabbing all these books. Like, even the most surprising to me was when Cerebus three hundred came out. Dave Sim was selling slabbed Cerebus three hundreds, and and like not that you know I agree with everything that man does. I mean, he's pretty loopy. I love him, but you agree with ninety nine point nine percent of everything. I agree does. with like ninety nine percent. Yeah, I do. <laughs> And and that was one thing I was like, why are you slabbing your comics? That is weird. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, well, the man's gotta make a buck. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that was uh, the end of his career at that point. So, 
There's always glamour bus. Uh, well, he's Insert cricket sound here. We sell three copies of that. Two of them to you. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them to me. No. The, you buy the regular and the variant. I, so the zombie variant. Yeah, so I, I slap them, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but one of the guys, one of the three, 33% of our fan base for glamour bus <laughs> at Mavericks just crossed it off his card last week. So, <laughs> so now we sell two. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was fun. That was really fun. And uh, and that reminds me, while you were there, I, I forgot to tell you because I was so excited about that. I, I did get to look. You told me to look at uh, Razor Uncut number thirty-one. Oh yes. <laughs> Do you want to tell this story? Uh, one of my many trips to Mavericks, I was uh, hanging out behind the counter like I'm not supposed to. Right, right. And uh, as going, many do. Yeah, and uh, just flipping through. Uh, you guys have like stacks of crap comics everywhere in oh, that yeah. fucking place. Oh, yeah. So I was just going through one of them and I found like, you had like 17 issues of Razor. <laughs> random, just like non-sequential issues of Razor. Right. Which, uh, for the reader, if they don't remember or know, <clears throat> was a comic in the mid-90s. It was part of the bad girl craze. Oh, yeah, where their, their boobs are always hanging out and they're right. cutting somebody up. And this was possibly one of the worst. Uh, it was just, it was raunchy and like tried so hard to be dark and edgy she was addicted to heroin and she liked to kill people with her <laughs> razor blades which is why she's called razor pretty deep yeah uh would you let your kids read that oh no I'm no because uh it's crap because exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was never drawn by anybody good i don't believe oh uh, well <laughs> This one issue I found was uh, uh, possibly the worst drawn one that I saw in the bunch. Uh-huh. Uh, by one Eric Powell yes. of the Goon of fame. <laughs> <laughs> I flipped through it after you left. You were like, you have to look at this before you leave. <laughs> it, it was like those, those books that weren't even, they weren't even like, Top tier crap, yeah. crap image books. Yeah. It wasn't even like Rob Liefeld. It was like the guy that does, you know, strike file force <laughs> or something, blood force for for image. What the fuck, man? It was awful, and I love Eric Powell. Oh, I yeah. really do, and I think he's a great artist now. Yeah, <laughs> he gets the medal for most improved ever. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he went from, wow, he went from so bad to so good. Yeah, pretty fast too. I can only hope that maybe, maybe he wasn't that bad, but he was just uh, oh, right. trying to emulate the style that was already in the book. Maybe that's why he was so bad because he was drawing a style he wasn't uh, accustomed to could doing. Could be, could be. But yeah, I mean, like even, I mean, I'm sure, like six years later, he was drawing Goon. Yeah, yeah, because. What ninety nine was when the goon hit? Because uh-huh. this is the tenth anniversary, yeah. as it said on the latest issue. I hope, here's hoping for ten more. Did you see the Bernie Wrightson sketch in the yeah. back of the newest goon? Wow, that's, that's great. Uh, so yeah, so even uh, even that former crap we used to see all the time, it can occasionally spring out a, a it, diamond. It makes me wonder, like, what some of those guys are doing now. Right. Like, maybe some of them are doing awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, could be. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we never know. I mean, do we really want to, 
you know, go through Youngblood Strike File and Google all those artists, though, and see what they're doing now? Not right now. No. <laughs> Maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, once I've had something to eat. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> all right. I wonder so. if he'll sign those at conventions. Oh, I don't know. I remember because uh, uh, two ex-girlfriends ago, she was a really big uh, Brian Michael Bendis fan, uh-huh. and I had found this uh, Malibu comic that he wrote back in like '94, right. <clears throat> and uh, I gave it to her, and she would go to conventions all the time, and uh, she was so excited to take that piece of crap comic <laughs> before he was, you know. Uh, Hell, this is even before he was doing Ultimate Spider-Man. She just really loved him from... Uh, powers and... Uh, not Powers. Uh, gold uh, Jinks and Goldfish. Uh, so she was, like, a huge fan of that. And this book was, like, Ultra Vixens or something like that. I don't know. It was part of the, the Malibu Ultra uh, line. Yeah. The Protectors. Angels of Destruction. Uh, it, it was, like, it was their chick team. Uh, <laughs> like Like... The band Vixen, only with superpowers. Kinda, yeah. But, uh, yeah, she was so excited to, to have this terrible, terrible comic that Bendis had written. Uh, and she was going to take it to a convention to have him sign. <laughs> did, did she do it? Uh, I can't not remember if she did or not. It's been so long ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, th- I really think she did. I, you uh, the story uh, works better if she did. Yeah. <laughs> and he took her to lunch. Yes. And no, we can't fast friends. I, it is cool to think of artists, uh, you know, having to squirm a little bit because, like, you know, they they get. I mean, you know, not that comic artists are you know superstars by any means. You know, right, I mean, right, on, right. as far as the art, uh, different arts art forms go, they're pretty low. In the you know, they're no they're no uh, Keith Richards, yeah. like, even even if you're Jim Lee, you know. But it's kind of cool to think of them having to be humbled us slightly by right. like, oh yeah, I used to <laughs> suck, yeah. Like you, you take It'd be like taking uh, Jim Lee, the, the copy of Alpha Flight that he, he <laughs> was his first comic. Right. Yeah. You're like, can you sign right under Sasquatch's elbow? <laughs> that would be awesome. He's like, uh, you know, I'm developing video games now for, uh, I'm the head of the department. Uh, yeah, but here's Alpha Flight. Sign yeah. it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, one more rant before we uh, try to wrap this up here. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was at Mavericks the other day, I saw an Angel comic that had come out this week. The John Byrne one? He ruined it. Fuck. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, which one? <laughs> well, it was this comic that I just flapped enough flip through and uh, noticed that it was drawn all in pencil and black and white. And, uh, oh, my God, it was John Byrne, and it was actually good. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that he he did that. Yes. I was just as shocked, too. I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> but no, I, like, I was, uh, you know, like, I used to love Jean Byrne when I, Jean Byrne? Jean Byrne. <laughs> I oh. used to love Jean Byrne. <laughs> Dites-moi, Jean Byrne. <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> when you were, <clears throat> when you weren't jerking off to Friday 13th. Right, movies. right. Uh, Watchmen comics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think uh, in, in at least like the past 15 years, uh, the quality of his work is, uh, I think, uh, steep nosedive is, is too tame for the level yeah. of uh, droppage. 
but I, like, I was flipping through that, and it was just all pencils, and I was amazed about how it almost looked like classic burn. Oh, here, yeah? You know? I, didn't, I didn't flip through it. I just saw his name on the cover. I should uh, give it a look if it's still there. We had one copy left today, uh, so I'll check it out. <clears throat> it, uh... It, just for the novelty of, of seeing uh, burn you know, pencils, burn pencils, yeah, yeah. Uh, which uh, really, <clears throat> I'd like to say, just kind of backs up my belief that he should never ink himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Many have many have said that. Yeah, yes. So anyway, um, let's wrap this fucker up because I gotta eat. Okay, I'll see. Uh, you I want to drink a beer. Movie. I, okay. Uh, well, I had trouble finding the name of this movie, and then you, I, I eventually told <clears throat> told you because we, we, like, I don't know if anyone knows if they think that, like we're keeping the secret. Like, uh, wink, wink, you don't know the name of the movie. I'm gonna pick wink, wink. I mean, we really don't. We just kind of pick them. Yeah. But so I hate it when I have to tell you beforehand because I've, but like this one. Well, I, in a previous episode, you were going to pick this. Yeah. And yeah, I think you even talked about it then on and the I, show. And I couldn't, I couldn't. Remember the name of it? I thought it was called Season 7. Right. But it's actually called Series 7. Right. So, it's like a... Yeah, it's like an action movie. So, we're going to watch <coughs> we're gonna watch an action movie. Sweet. Uh, series 7. Yeah, because you couldn't remember the name of it, so you went, what the hell did you wind up picking instead? Uh, Shoot him up. Shoot him up, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, and like, you, you kept trying to describe the, sh- the, the movie to me, and... Uh, I, I'd seen it once, but it's been like five years right. ago. I just rented it and watched it once. And so I, I did uh, a little Google search. Yeah. And uh, it, I mean, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't you know, incredibly hard either. That, that Google, man. They're, yeah. they're, they're there for you. They are. No wonder they're so popular. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, I was able to figure it out and uh, called you. And you're like, well, that's what I'm going to pick for the next movie. Yeah, I remember you called me at work. <laughs> Just to tell me. Yeah. I was, uh, I was sad. I was, like, in the middle of a magic trade. I was trading, like... I was like, well, we could give Hornswoggle to Behemoth a... Oh, oh, hold on. The phone's for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm glad you figured it out. It's called Series 7. Yep. And I won't say anything about... I don't need to say anything about it, do I? Uh, no. Okay. Well, cool. So, that's why we're going to talk about it next week. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, it's on my Netflix queue. It's on the top of my list, but... Uh, I uh, haven't gotten it. I probably won't get it till next week. Well, that's cool. I do got it, so we will watch it whenever well, it comes well, out. Well, hot damn. Hot damn indeed. Are you hungry yet? Uh, I'm hungry for beer. <laughs> I could go for beer, too. All but, right. uh, yeah. I, I, I could eat a snack. I could eat an appetizer-sized yeah. thing. Well, then, uh, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. See you, kids. Go read Tiny Titans when you're not jerking off. Trash can be downloaded at www.guttertrash.net, iTunes, Podcast Alley, and FeedBurner. You can also find us at myspace.com slash guttertrash underscore net, seanborn.net, and buyerbewarecomics.blogspot.com. Contact us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. We'll see you next time.